Hey guys, welcome to episode eight, um, Bullish on Jiu-Jitsu with Professor Bruce and Coach Joe from B1 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Self-Defense. So I got a good episode for you guys, hopefully. Uh, We wanted to start out today uh, by sharing some beginner notes, beginner strategies for new students on the mat or even some veterans of the sport. Uh, anything you want to add, a Coach Joe, before we get, get the ball rolling here? No, I think it's a good topic, though, because we always have new guys and we have older guys who are, you know, could always learn some, some tips and advice. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing um, a lot of our students have shared with, have asked in the uh, recent couple days, well, what's a good strategy for a beginner? So if you're limited on techniques... Um, and I always, I always recommend being on top and staying patient, right? Easier said than done. Because uh, <clears throat> a lot of times as a beginner, you feel like, oh, man, there's my opportunity to, to get on top of my partner in the mount or the side control or even in the guard. And you jump for it, right? Not knowing that, hey, if you, you know, take a couple deep breaths, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, relax, there might be some opportunities that follow, right? Like I said, if I'm rolling with Coach Joe and he catches himself maybe being a, a little bit, uh, you know, he maybe gets a little bit frustrated with my strategy. Like, why isn't he attacking? So then, you know, he in return gets a little bit more aggressive. He in turn will create opportunities for me, right? right. Um, and that's something that that I have tested out almost every training session and um, you know so as a beginner if you have the ability to maintain that top position it's probably the best thing you can do Um, if you're tired I'd say if you're in the top position maybe you you don't get too much accomplished that that round but being able to stay on top will really start to let you see things more right versus you know being stuck in bottom side control with the shoulder of justice across your face, which is, you know, for those of you that are maybe newer to jiu-jitsu or about to get started, that's that, you know, getting a, a tough cross face, forcing you to look away, you know. And and the reason I say this, uh, Coach Joe, is because if you're on top, there's very few positions where you're going to be forced to exert a lot of energy, right, versus any position on bottom even from the guard, if I don't know how to utilize it, can force me to exert a lot of a lot of energy, right? If somebody's keeping his nice, strong side control, it's going to be harder for me to breathe. If somebody's mounted on me, difficult for me to breathe. So if if you're in that position for, you know, 20, 30 seconds, a minute, you know, the rest of the run is going to be very challenging to come back from it just because you've had to carry this guy's weight for so long. So, you know, I... If if you get stuck in a in a sticky situation next round, you know, create a scramble, figure out what what's the best way to get on top, and uh, stay there, stay on top as long as you can, uh, and the opportunities will come. But now I, I think you'll have some guys saying, "Well, what about if I can't get on top?" Well, your next best choice, guys, if you want to catch your breath, if you want to slow things down, if you want to force your partner to become impatient. Close guard. Yeah. Close guard. Yeah. So, what do you think, Coach Joe? Anything you'd like to add on on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I when I when I go with um, you know, people who start or just start, if I if if you let, if you match me up with them, I always just say like, you really don't know what's going on right now, so you, you want to learn how to play basically defense, you know, when you're a white belt, and unless you really are, you you learn a move on a, of the day, you've drilled it a little bit, you know, it's it, I would say be careful when you're you're attacking because mm-hmm. it's you know it's like I've always heard it's. It's like a you know a conversation where, um, you know you you say something and the person answers with their move and you try to answer with your move, and the first person who kind of like doesn't know what to say is is going to get trapped or caught in the move. So as a white belt, you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know the words right now. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many similarities. I mean, with what you explained <clears throat> right now, as far as you know how you explain to the beginner on how mm-hmm. to approach jujitsu. With, you know, somebody who, like myself that has been training for 18, almost 19 years now, um, that's the same, that's along the lines of what I would, advice that I would give to, um, you know, somebody who's experienced or even myself, um, you know, something, as an instructor, not always can we be in the tip-top shape, because obviously, fo- you know, training for ourselves is not our focus anymore, it's it's about our students, even though I do make, you know, my, my time to train, but, you know, just like anybody else, family obligation sometimes you know get you not want to say distracted but mm-hmm. they change things a little bit right so sometimes i'll get you know i never know who's going to come in through that door and sometimes i'll get somebody who's big strong athletic um you know somebody with experience i've had i've had you know good black belts come in through my door that hey you know i was just flying through town and i saw you guys had class <laughs> I'm like, well, hey, man, come on in, you know, and then I've and then I've had the um, the opportunity to spar with them, you know, and I want this guy obviously to get a good training session to see what our, what our academy is about. And uh, this, that's that's along the lines of the strategies that I would use, you know, when I am not in the best condition. And then if you if you take that one step further, you know, if I needed to use that in a self-defense situation on the street. Right, you got that, you got that meme that you just it doesn't work on the street, um, which you know I, I obviously disagree with heavily. Um, you know, like we talked about it in the past. Mm-hmm. Our jujitsu here is very linear, right? It's the same philosophy that my instructor, Professor Christian, follows. Same philosophy that Master Hickson and Master Hensel follow. You know, your jujitsu should be effective in any setting, and that's something that um, you know, even with the curriculum we've been doing this week, which has been. You know, um, a lot of different judo toss, tosses, hip throws. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I spent a good amount of time explaining to students how these can be used in, you know, three different scenarios. One of them being on the practice mat, competition mat. The other one being in a self-defense scenario. And the third one being in in a cage fight, in an MMA fight. Why? Because there's a referee, there's a rule set versus, you know, the street um and explaining the the how the same details that we're focusing on that are you know for most people uh would say are simple obviously some beginners would would maybe argue with that but um <clears throat> but there's simple techniques that you can that you can transition into in any almost any scenario that that you're faced with um yeah i would say our jiu-jitsu as opposed to like um and you know, I'm just gonna say, like guys who just do nogi, um, mm-hmm. I don't really see them practicing kind of self-defense, like throws or 
or trips and that kind of stuff. I mostly I see them, you know, butt scooting, pulling guard, yeah, kind of I mean, that kind of stuff. I have noticed, and this is kind of me just being a little bit devil's advocate. I have noticed in the past, and I would say, with the popularity of of the nogi scene, um, you know, becoming a little bit more relevant, especially with the younger generation of grapplers. Um, you know, I, I have seen the, uh, you know, the emphasis or even put into the name, you know, Nogi Wrestling. And, it, you know, you do see some guys that, that have recently come out and uh, showcased uh, some, some good wrestling skills. Yeah, wrestling. Right. Um, which is great, I think. Um, you know, why did it take this long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Um, you know, I, I have I have been to schools where um, where they would, you know, they'd be, quote unquote, so focused on competition that they were completely, you know, uh, put the stand-up portion aside. But, you know, Joy, I would say, you, you know, your what, seventh, eighth year of, of training with us. And uh, I think since you started, you know, we've always reviewed stand-up techniques because, yeah, I mean, I'll, anybody who wants to talk combat sports, the match, the, the self-defense scenario – does start on the feet, so you. I want you to at least have confidence that you can take down, you know, an opposing, uh, you know, somebody who's trying to, to cause you damage, who's trying to cause you harm, you know, no mm -hmm. matter the size. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and and um, you know, it, it, there's an argument like if if uh, is is what's better, no gi or gi? But I I think I'm in the camp of. We we do both here. Yeah, oh, they're the saying. same. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I've never. I mean, there's some days that I wake up and I feel like, oh, you know, today I would rather train. You know, I feel better training gi today than no gi. You know, and you know what? On that day, when I think that to myself, I end up training both. Right, <laughs> like on my Fridays when it's like sometimes my toughest day of the week because it's the end of the week for us. Um, you know, and, and that day we have the you know, we have the luxury of. Um, you know, we do we do two in the morning time. We do a gi and a no gi class. Uh, the no gi class, the gi class, excuse me, is unofficial, so it's not on the on the. Um, I heard that's a monster class. They just you guys keep it, on going. Yeah, that one I use it more as my tra as as my training. So you know, the guys that that typically will come to that class are, um, you know, some guys that are looking to they're maybe getting ready in the future to do a local tournament or, or whatnot. <clears throat> you know, they'll get in there, and I, I essentially. Um, I'm a, just a participant of that class. I have one of my, you know, typically one of my, one of the higher belts that, that trains in the morning and they, they run the show. Oh, cool. On that one. So it gives me the opportunity to focus on, on keeping my sword sharp. That's around right. 11 o'clock on yeah. Friday? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. I'll try to come in lunch break Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's yeah, almost. some, I know some guys, you know, and that, and that is, it's kind of cool that, you know, that came up, but yeah, I've, I have some guys in, that come to that morning. <laughs> training session they're like they 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 change their schedule i'm not gonna say any names i don't want to get anybody in trouble but i got guys that, that change their their work schedule or whatever to be able to to make it into that session so we i think we we must be doing something right during that class yeah those those classes where you just keep on um like when we when we had an open gym like a new year's we did man we had like six roles people are into it yeah no people like get it. it and i and i appreciate and i appreciate it and i think there's a there's a time and a place for that and i think that definitely is it um and then the evening class we still have here on friday evenings our six thirty class is always is always one of the better 
populated classes throughout the week, even though it's Friday. And, you yeah. know, I've in the past, I, I mean, I've never, um, I know my instructor has a good Friday evening class, but, um, you know, I've never got to experience uh, such a busy Friday evening like we have here. Um, and I think that kind of just goes to the culture of what, you know, what we built here. A lot of families come and train in the evenings, get their get their weekend going the right way. But in the same thing in the morning time, you know, we got a lot of go-getters that come in and, and train. So Friday overall is one of my favorite days to train during the week. Um, even though I, I might be the most tired on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that'll let the beginner notes guys that we had for you guys today will kind of lead us into my next, uh, probably the most important topic that we're going to talk about today. And that is, uh, you know, tough guys versus the thinking guy or the thinking man in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, some of you might be thinking, well, Professor Bruce, what do you mean by that? Um, you know, in, in jiu-jitsu, you have two, um, and I'm going to I'm gonna refer to the social media on this. Um, you know, you have the meme of, um, I think his name is Elijah Wood. Is, is that the, the, the guy who played the Hobbit? Yep, yep. Um, and then next to him, you know, you got these ginormous, uh, you know, Mr. Olympia style, you know, kind of bodybuilder-esque <laughs> right. looking fellas. And they're like, what about if I were to tell you that the guy on the right <laughs> is more dangerous than the guy on the left, right? right. And, um, and that meme stands out to me because, you know, when it comes to being somebody who's tough, right? Tough can get you through a lot. You know, it can get you the starting position on your high school football team. You know, tough can get you through, um, you know, maybe the, the top 10% of a tough mutter or a, you know, any other race, right? Where you just got to reach in deep, grit, drive forward. But in jujitsu, and I'm open to suggestions, I'm open to hear people's opinions on this. In jujitsu, it'll get you hurt. Yeah. You know, um, and, I'll, you know, you hear, me, you hear me a lot talking about breathing 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 why do i talk so much about breathing breathing is one of the best ways to get your mind and your body to relax you know um when i had my session with uh with max master hickson you know that was one of the things that when people ask me you know what did you take back from the session he talked so much about the importance of breathing uh, you know, I mean, for for those people that 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 researched kind of his training routine, his his training lifestyle, you know, he has a, he had a prominent yoga instructor, he had a prominent judo instructor, alongside obviously he had you know some of the best jujitsu coaches available to him. But I mean, for him to have somebody to focus on his breathing with him goes to show how important that is not only for recovery but to keep yourself healthy on the mat, yeah, right? And, um, you know, that's, that's something that I share a lot with my, you know, with a lot of my strong students, that, you know, that, that maybe we've adapted them from wrestling. Uh, they were former collegiate athletes, high school athletes at a high level. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the American, especially the Midwest style of, you know, breaking through the, through the wall. I'm trying to shift those guys to going around that wall, right? Mm -hmm. And why? Because one, I don't want them getting hurt. I don't want right. people getting hurt. Um, I want them to see another side of athletics, right? How they can use, you know, their brain to help them figure out that, you know, that chess move essentially, right? 
And, you know, if all things are equal, if all things are equal, it never hurts to be, to be strong. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my thing. But, and, and that's why, you know, like I said, I mean, jujitsu is more, it's a reactionary sport, you know, for kind of for simplistic reasons, you know, we kept it as a thinking man sport. Um, cause that's another thing too, that we can get into a different day. You don't want to catch yourself thinking. You want to get yourself reacting. Right. And how could, but reacting in a way where you're not utilizing, you know, the explosiveness, right? It's like, you know, this week we spent a, we spent a good amount of time on different, uh, you know, judo throws. If I, if we approach a judo throw with nothing but muscle behind muscle and speed behind it, you know, the average person is going to have, you know, three to four throws in them before they feel exhausted. Yeah, it's hard. You know, and, I, and I've been in that position before, you know, in a, in a, in a jiu-jitsu competition as a brown belt. I remember, um, you know, digging in deep um, because I had chosen the tough guy route that day. Yeah. Right, against this opponent who was very skilled. And, uh, you know, the last minute of the match... I probably threw with whatever I had left at him, like three judo throws. I think I ended up, you know, going flying wow. during that match. Probably not, you know, not flying, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, definitely in my mind, like I was, you know, I was beat. Like right. I was not only like emotionally was I beat because I left it all out on the map, but physically I was beat. And um, why? Because I think that 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 match took it out to me because I was I, I, I did the tough guy route, right? Route. I said, I looked at this guy and I said, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going to be more physical than you. Right. And that, that in turn came, you know, bit me in, bit me in the backside hard. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for, for somebody who wants to do this long term and doesn't want to plateau, uh, you know, one of my training partners last week, you know, he talked, he used the, the example of grunting. He's like, if I hear a student grunting on the mat, he's like, I'll call attention to it. He's like, they shouldn't, you know, if you're doing technique, you shouldn't be grunting. And I'm like, well, yeah, I agree. You know, like we shouldn't have <laughs> grunting on the mat if essentially some, you know, somebody is focusing on that. And I have seen, even with our guys here, I've seen some guys who have taken, um, who have taken some, some thought into the advice that I've given them mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, thinking through a technique versus seeing how can they do it faster or with more muscle or whatnot. And I've seen their their uh, their jujitsu really 10x over the past six months to a year, right? And now that same person um, isn't utilizing that grunting motion, right? Because it's it, it isn't consistent, right? It's maybe you have you have a great round with this with with one body style, but then the next body style who ends up being like the stringy, flexible guy on the mat totally chews you up why is that well because the stringy guy doesn't have muscle to rely on so he has nothing but technique to utilize yeah right? for sure it's like this this season or these past six months you know we've had a a lot of teen students that are now coming into their their adult bodies right so they've been training for the past six plus years with no strength with no strength yeah. right so now that they're now that they're bodies are evolving and they're starting to train and, and roll spar with adults. You know, I, I've seen the look on some of our adults. He's like, where the heck did this young guy come from? And I've told people, I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, obviously don't hurt him, but don't take this role lightly because they've been know, training you, twice as long as you have. Your training partner is very skilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, and 
you know, my young student wants to get something out of it as well, right? Um, especially they got youth on their side. So they're, I mean, that's, that's a devastating combination, right? Right. Um, you know, it's like even my son Enzo, who's almost four, you know, watching him move around on the mat or at home. That's awesome. Like there's yeah. stuff that he's going to be capable of doing if he were to stick with jujitsu that, that I can't just because I started at a later time, mm-hmm. right? It's just, um, you know, the way the habits that they're building now based off of just their movement, being playful, you know, is mm-hmm. really, is really um, you know, you're starting to see that. You see that in the Rotolo brothers who are very successful in both Gi and Ogi, yeah. right? Um, and then, again, you know, these are, these are guys that, you know, if you've been training for the past six-plus years, you've seen them. You've seen them grow up in jiu-jitsu. Um, they, they just recently opened up an academy in, I want to say, Puerto, Puerto Rico. I think it's a, one of the Latin islands, but... Um, you I know, feel they're the next big jujitsu guys. I don't yeah, know. I think I think I, they have good. I think uh, if they if, I mean for how young they are. Yeah. I think one. I think one of the Rotolo brothers. Like, I, I think currently he holds the title for the youngest uh, you know, Abu Dhabi Comic yeah. Club champion. So that in itself says a lot. Because, awesome. You know, for us in grappling, that is the biggest, the biggest wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the reason I say wrestling is because. The rule set is geared to favor a wrestler, right? But I mean, for the past for the past couple of years, it only happens every every two years. But for the past couple of years, um, actually for more than that, it's been a lot of technical gi jujitsu guys that have been winning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have now this new generation of of practitioners that are coming out. Not just from Brazil now, you know, you're getting people from all over the world. You got guys that, you know, down from New Zealand, Australia that are coming out there super tough. You know, there's some Polish um, grapplers now that are, you know, Poland could be one of the next. Yeah, it's weird how some countries just become like popular for good, you know. Yeah, I think it's just sometimes it's just the the culture, you know, the culture and, you know, I had a conversation with uh, even my instructor when he was a, a younger black belt. You know, he told me one of some of the one of the toughest um, uh, places that he's taught in was was Poland, <laughs> um, and it's just uh, I think it's a cultural thing because even out here, man, some of our Polish students, training partners, yeah. you know, it's just they have they certain have. groups don't just don't like to be on their back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's not gonna. That's like you're, if you're yeah. On your I think back, it's just maybe instinct. Instinct. Yeah. Uh, just it's uh, fair. It's fair. If you're on your back, they don't like it. They'll move. They'll do whatever they can do. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it must be trained maybe when you, if they did something when they're younger or just yeah, yeah that, has, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Just and playing, fighting and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of my friends that are, that are European and they, you know, they're like, oh, growing up, we, we did judo, we did gymnastics. Mm-hmm. You know, I think here, I, I talked to parents that, you know, there's a fairly, fairly good amount of kids that do gymnastics, but not the amount that I see some of like a European families, um, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, that was like here kids will play baseball, basketball, you know, they'll do peewee soccer early right. on, but that out there, I think like part of the, uh, part of the, uh, you know, the equivalent to them learning to swim is 
doing gymnastics. Gymnastics or uh, wrestling. You know, yeah. And you I know. think yeah, especially like the, the gymnastics and the wrestling. But, you know, I, I hear wrestling, uh, gymnastics a lot. And that's something that I'd be interested in, even for my own boys is the, the level of, of, of body hardening. That that it's does. hard. That's a hard sport. Yeah. I mean, even in high school, the gymnastics guys were all jacked, you know, mm-hmm. had to be strong. Yeah. You know, body weight. It's all body weight stuff. Yeah, and I, I've had students, I've had youth students here who, who, you know, went to gymnastics for a couple of months and came back, and all of a sudden, like they are some of the strongest kids on the mat. Like I know mm-hmm. I keep talking about not using strength, but these kids, like I mean, they just they do a snap down to their partner, meaning they're kind of trying to drive them down to the mat. Right. And you know, it's it's it surprises catches these kids from you know off guard. I, I have a you know, a student, Max, who just competed this weekend in the past couple of tournaments he's done, you know, he's just been beating kids mm. physically, you know. And these are kids, some of the kids that he's been competing against are kids that that have over 100-plus something matches under their wow. belt. There are kids wow. that are going out there and, and competing every other weekend. And, and Max, you know, he's um, he enjoys jiu-jitsu as his hobby. You know, his, he's been coming to me for several years now. Um, but... Uh, you know, he's a kid that just gets it, man. He just, he just has it. He just has it in his. When he's in adult class, just let me know. So that's when I'm gonna retire. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's. I mean, he's. Some of these he's, kids have been around for long, as long as me. You got, you got ten years, man. Before. He, yeah. so, oh no, he'll be. I mean, he'll be in the adult class before he's eighteen. But. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, here in the next five years, like, don't be so. You know. Yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about him again uh, in the adult class. Now he's a super tough kid, super talented. Uh, but he's put in his work. He definitely, he's put in the work, and uh, it starts to show. You know, now more and more, the more comfortable he's becoming on the on the mat. So, so Coach uh, Joe, you asked me earlier today. Um, you know, we were talking about taking notes, and the left side of the table was open. <laughs> right, <laughs> so left handed, right handed. So I, I said, no problem, Coach Joe. You know, I'll write down these notes. It's the left <laughs> side of the table is open, and I can I, and I can write better. And, right. You know, and Coach Joe Coach says to me, he's like, well, he's like, man, he's like, is that, he's like, you think that's an advantage on the mat to be left-handed? And and I said, absolutely. Um, because, you know, just the, I feel like sometimes just, like, I'm a, I'm a different type of left-handed person because I actually throw righty. No, oh, I write lefty and I kick lefty. Wow. So it's like, you know, I was good. For soccer, because I could pick on the right side, kick the ball with mm-hmm. my left towards the center, um, and whatnot. But uh, in jujitsu, like I do feel like whichever side I pass to, I do feel stronger, um, especially when I'm moving towards my left, which is conventional with which more mm-hmm. people move to. I think uh, even right-handed people, but I just feel like st- I feel more stable going that way. Um, when I play on bottom, you know, I I would say the same thing. I think that's why my underhooks are just a tad bit sharper. You know, I'm basing this off of my competition. Like, I'm not, I'm not basing much off of what, what happens on the practice map. But in competition, I feel like I've been able to gain access to certain positions just because I favor my left hand a little bit more than maybe the average grappler does who would otherwise be right-handed. Right. Um, do you recommend? I can't remember, who, but do you recommend like mastering a position on one side before you do the other side, or do yeah. you think? 
Yeah. I mean, like when it came to like my stand-up technique or like my, you know, a lot of my guards, before I started utilizing the opposite side, right. I made sure that I got bored doing it to one side. Like I literally Makes did sense. so yeah. much that I'm just like, it just gave me this, I want to say, yeah, I guess it, it almost gave me this confidence that if I was so good to that side, it's like, let's say we were repping, you know, Kimura's. Right, and I always like to sit up and from the guard, and I go and I attack on the left side because I'm left-handed, so I got that extra, you know, pressure to push with my left hand. Right, so I would just do that so many times mm-hmm. that I would become bored of it. Right, once I was become like just bored with with doing that side, then I would start to utilize my opposite side, and uh, I don't know if it was just the confidence of me being so well versed on one side. That it made me pick up or feel better on the second side because I've noticed just this is, could be just personal. Um, like for example, if I did like the, you know, the let's say a, a judo takedown, mm-hmm. right? Let's say it was you know our, our uh, uh, what do we do to our you know our opponent Seonagi, right? That can be a throw that for most of us we can only really master on one side and to the opposite side would have like a variation or something completely different. Um, you know, that would be something that I would, if I did to the opposite side, I would just look like, you know, a fish out of water essentially. And with that, you know, maybe I don't spend enough time to, t- you know, training my stand up, but you know, with that, just to, with all the moving parts, I guess, you know, that's the only thing I can really relate to off the top of my head being put on the spot. I tend to want to favor one side with a certain set of techniques. And then my opposite side has a certain set of techniques, right? Um, you know, through injury, um, I, I injured one of my knees before, like my wrestling stance is not different than what it used to be. You know, I'm more, I'm more of a conventional wrestler was before, I guess I would be a left, you know, mm. but even for that, like I got a set of techniques that I do, which whatever like comes forward. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to some coaches and they've said that could be a, a disadvantage just because, you know, if you shot a thousand double legs with your left knee forward, you know, and you're, and then you have the next person who splits them 500 to 500, who's going to have the better double leg, right? the guy that that a shot with only one leg forward versus somebody who split kind of split time between yeah yeah two techniques but i i, I guess you can argue it you know i've 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 seen some high level coaches recommend that you focus on one side i've seen some high level coaches say you know alternate so i think it has a lot to do with preference it has a lot to do with the technique you know um, but what's worked best for me, like I said, I just, I try to drill until I get absolutely, you know, burnt out I, almost <laughs> with doing it to one side and then I implement the second side Yeah. and then it feels like, you know, it just feels like a nice new challenge. But so uh, I think the, um, I, my question would be, if you don't have like a partner that you like in terms of drilling, you mm-hmm. know, if you have a partner at home, great. If you still have someone who could help you practice a move and stuff like that what do you what would you recommend for like the the single guy who doesn't have a doesn't have someone they could work with 
well, and they want to they want to practice. Want to like, practice at home? Good yeah. question. Um, you know, so one thing like I used to do this um, more <laughs> before I had my my sons, but um, or I just didn't want to go back to college and study and do my homework. <laughs> but I would stick around at the gym, and typically I would do high intensity workouts, mm-hmm. just hit hit training, I guess um, you would call it. Um, doing rounds where, you know, every 30 seconds you switch on to the next routine. I mean, you know, doing things like I've known, I mean, I've known, I've seen and, and I've researched wrestlers who coming, who have come off of an injury and all they did was jump rope. And then the next season they were just phenomenal athletes. Right. Wow, yeah. um, so you can do stuff, you know, you can do things like, you know, have, 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 have it be a, a jump rope challenge for yourself. Right. You don't got a training partner, hit a couple rounds of jump rope. Right. Um, I used to I used to do a lot of and I still when I have the time, I catch myself doing some mobility drills on heavy bags, you know, heavy bags on the ground, knee on bellies. Oh, that's cool. Because the yeah. same way, you know, the same way you would transition on a human body, you know, the only difference is that obviously the heavy bag isn't moving on you like a human body does. But I mean, the shape is the same. So if you can accomplish a nice, you know, back step um, off of a knee on belly on a on a heavy bag a thousand times i can promise you come that monday you'll be able to pull it off on a on a resisting opponent um and that kind of leads me to my next point you know the the beauty of of youtube you know there's especially after covid there's more than enough information on mm-hmm. on, on mobility drills mo- drills movements that you would do on the jiu-jitsu mat right um there's another uh you know actually hickson spent a lot of time with this gentleman uh uh Gymnastica Natural. Um, I, I have I totally blanked on the on the um, on the gentleman's name, but he did a lot of workouts. And some of you that have been training for a while have probably seen come across his videos. Workouts on the beach. I mean, you can do them anywhere, but he you know workouts on the beach, and it was just a lot of like gymnastic style movements uh, mixed in with yoga. That you can see transition into jujitsu movements, right? Just the, the, the leg positioning, a lot of core strength, um, almost like calisthenics, right? That would help you as a, as a jujitsu practitioner become more efficient. Yeah, um, that's good. I, I, stretching and mobility, especially when you get older, is like really important too. Like I did, I couldn't come to class yesterday, but I did some stretching at home. Yeah, stretching. Oh, it felt great. Yeah. felt great. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the one thing, like if we can, if, we, if there's something that we can change overnight, is the next training session take the last five minutes of you know you being at the academy and stretch mm-hmm. while you're talking to your buddy you know after everybody's cleaned up you've been changed or whatever take a couple minutes to yourself and just stretch like you're you know, you'll thank yourself the next day yeah for sure um i know sometimes that's something that you know i've been guilty of not doing and then i see you, you definitely feel like that will take a toll on you as far as like the stiffness is concerned um shoulders back chest legs you know core being tighter we can avoid most of that by five minutes of stretching mm-hmm. you know so something that you guys want to implement right away is that um if you got a free weekend if you got a free couple hours like i said looking up um you know the one that i would recommend right off the bat is gymnastic and natural but past that like i said there's a lot of good guys out there that now um that have made some you know some different style workouts um kind of along the lines of calisthenics that will help you become a better a better all-around practitioner on the mat um and along with that you know there's some there's some drills that you can do armbar drills like seven and a half you have a dummy yeah like i know some guys have 
grappling dummies at home. Grappling dummies, yeah. But yeah. sometimes, like, I mean, let's say you don't have the funds for it, right? Yeah. You're, you're investing in your next tournament. Use your little sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have, I mean, yeah, that's another thing too. If you have a willing, uh, willing family member, but unfortunately, it seems, you know, it seems to not be the case in a lot of, right. uh, a lot of households. I can understand, man. I mean, if I was, you know, foreign to jujitsu, never done it before, you know, do I want Big Joe, you know, practicing? <laughs> 50 arm bars on me <laughs> you know that's debatable <laughs> but um but no absolutely man use a training part use a dummy use a training partner or a family member excuse me use uh <laughs> use a heavy bag heavy bag has been my favorite just because yeah it's a good idea i got one of those too i just never use it yeah exactly like i mean that's kind of how we came across ours was we got a heavy bag to punch never mm. got punched and <laughs> end up on the ground and you know uh, a thousand neon bellies were were done on that heavy bag. <laughs> yeah. All right, Coach Joe. So, any final thoughts before we sign out for today? No, I think I think we're good. I think um, advice to the new guys: tap early, tap often. Yeah, I, sh I should listen to that sometimes, but um, that's uh, that's that's always you know we're not here to win win medals. We're trying to just train and get better. And Same if you get injured every day, absolutely. If you get injured, you to, you're not going to get better very fast so yeah and what i would say guys anybody that's listening today you know pick pick something you can do and make an immediate change on right um have it be something simple that's in your routine you know have it be you know getting up getting out of bed when your alarm goes off have it be uh implementing you know fixing your bed is a big one too yeah fixing your bed yeah maybe add some vegetables into your diet right if, uh yeah if you're looking to make a you know a physical change you're looking to feel a little bit stronger. If you're looking to be more disciplined, you know, pick a couple of days out of the week um, that, you know, are non-negotiable. You know, like, hey, you say, this is a class I'm going to go to on the next, the next day, and, um, you know, I'm going to be there no matter what, no matter what shows up. And I think uh, in the next six months, we're going to have a lot of improvement with a lot of our listeners if, you know, everybody takes and makes that just a simple adjustment, you know, so... And I know I'm, I'm going to be listening to that advice as well. So I'll let you, I'll fill you guys in, Coach Joe. You're going to have to remind me. I'll fill you guys in on what change I made between this episode and the next and uh, give you my thoughts on it. And I'll think about something and do my best. <laughs> I think Coach Joe will do it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, sticking around with us. Um, hopefully, everybody was able to take something that was impactful and uh, made a change for the better or influenced for the better um and if if so if you know anybody out there that can maybe benefit from our uh from our talks today share this with them uh do us a favor like and subscribe below we're also available on apple on on the apple uh is it apple music or apple apps uh i'm a i'm an android guy I, um but uh yeah we're on spotify and now we're also on the apple platform four anybody... countries now united states yeah uk and canada and puerto rico oh canada that's a new one yeah so so yeah we're definitely getting some people on here guys so um but yeah feel free to share with more uh we definitely want to get our influence out to more people impact people in positive ways and then that person can imp impact the next one so that's kind of you know have it be a, a nice snowball effect so again thank you for everybody who's sticking around to the end um feel free to to, if you have any questions feel free to comment down below uh, let us know what was your favorite part of today's episode let us know if you like our beginner notes if you like the deep thoughts um, if you like anything that's more intermediate more challenging uh, we'd love to share all that with you guys all right enjoy the rest of your day <laughs>